Hey, what's up? It's Alex Morgan. And for me, the start of the new year is all about commitments, setting your intentions, restarting your routine, and committing to you from day one. Body Armor Light, the low-calorie, zero-sugar-added sports drink. Shop now at Walmart. Hey there. Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy. Editors of BigBlendMagazine.com Hey everybody and welcome to Big Blend Radio uh, with Nancy and Lisa, the crazy mother-daughter travel team and publishers of the two digital interactive publications, Big Blend Radio and TV Magazine, which is our variety magazine, and also Parks and Travel Magazine that obviously covers parks and travel, but also our Love Your Parks Tour, where Nancy and I are traveling the country full-time on a quest to visit all of America's parks and public lands, document them, map them, and also share the stories of uh, the communities. And a lot of people have sent us on assignments. Uh, It can be public art. It could be music. Uh, stories of youth success. We've got all kinds of stories that people have sent us on these assignments like go get them. And now we've gone into not only sharing the stories, but actually documenting them in these interactive maps. And that brings us uh, back to who is coming on our show today. We have Christy Wood back on. Uh, Christy's been on our show over, I think about four or five times. I can't keep count. Uh, We met Christy (laughs) Wood in Three Rivers, California, right outside Sequoia National Park. At the very beginning of our tour, I think it was 2012, 2013 that we met her. And uh, Christy is a world champion horse trainer and judge. And she has uh, trail rides out in the foothills of the Sequoias. Uh, She owns wooden horse training stables and trail rides. Again, uh, Three Rivers, it's a beautiful art community. And really, they have Three Rivers there. And uh, it's an amazing experience. (laughs) We got to meet with her, go on a trail ride. And um, she has sent us on a mission to document horses across America. So we're excited to chat about that today and also to catch up with her, talk a little bit about what's going on over at Wooden Horse. She has all kinds of events, talk about trail rides, uh, all kinds of things, and also her amazing career because she's also an author and like I was saying, a world champion trainer and judge. So everyone, I encourage you to go to her website. It's wdnhorse.com. And uh, welcome back, Christy. How are you? Thank you for inviting me back. It's great to be able to speak with you, uh, Nancy and Lisa. Hey, I know. It's like, and here's the thing, even better than this conversation, we get to see you again in 2020, Mm. April 2020. We're going to be back at the end of April uh, in California, Sequoia country. And we're going to try and extend our time there as long as possible. But we've got to, no matter what happens, come and see you. Because that's it. Yes, you do. And hopefully we'll get you in the saddle again as well. Yay. I know. We love that. <laughs> you know, Nancy always talk about this. Um, on the tour, you know, we've done a few horse things, you know, through our years and travels here mm-hmm. in the States. And, and in South Africa, as you know, we used to have our own horses. And, you know, that was the la dog British style when you trot <laughs> up and down. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, I know, now we get Western style here, which is a whole different, like, like I dig that because it just kind of has a better feel. I don't know kind of feel more in rhythm with the horse but uh going on the trail ride with you like we've talked about on shows before with you is uh really a, an incredibly positive experience in that you connect the rider with the horse make sure make sure everyone's safe 
comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, you, you really put safety at the top for everybody, for the horse and for the person. And it was like, you know, we hadn't, we had to get back in the saddle again. And we hadn't ridden for years. I didn't even know, like, how am I going to get up there, man? I know. It's you like, know? can we do it? <laughs> but we did it. It was magical. And yeah, it, and it was just, you really take such good care of your horses. So I just, and I think that's very important when people go out on vacation, when they go on a trail ride, that they have someone like you <laughs> as their trail well, ride you. leader. Right. Well, my, my horses are my family. Um, they're mm. also my kids. I, I don't have any two-legged kids. All mine are four-legged and, and I take very <laughs> good care of them. And, and there's an amazing partnership that you can have with a horse. And um, not everybody always understands that. A lot of people look at them like a, they're just a vehicle and, mm -hmm. and they don't understand that they're a living, breathing animal that can make choices and, um, and service well because they want to and because it's a pleasant experience. And so if everybody has a good time, the horse included, then the people will as well. You know, it's true because what we found, and we've, we've ridden in different places and different countries and having our own horses, your horses aren't bored. And I wanted to ask you that, you know, before when we were there, because I've, we've been on rides where you can tell the horses are so bored. They really don't care what's going on. They don't care what's happening. And any chance they have to just put their head down, go to sleep or eat grass, they will. But they don't even do it fast. <laughs> well, you know? that's they don't, that, yeah, that's normal. But yeah, that, they, just, they just, you know, but they don't do it fast. They're like, oh, God. <laughs> so yours aren't bored. And so how do you keep them from being bored? Well, that's because that's because they do so many things. And, and mm. honestly, you have to, you have to uh, also let horses be horses, which means, um, and, I, and I have many aspects of my horse life, which is like Nancy had mentioned in my introduction, mm. is that I, I do, uh, I am a serious competitor. I show horses as well. But my show horses are also trail horses. So horses mm. need to be in the elements, out in the open, in enjoying Mother Earth just like we do. And yet we also ask them to compete, and many, many horses enjoy competing. They love to have something to do. They love tasks. They love pleasing their rider, and it's just amazing the athletic ability that they have. And hopefully the riders do as well, just keep up with them. But my horses are well-rounded. So they're not just in the barn. They're just, uh, you know, they don't sit idle. They're always doing something. We, I do many lessons here. We do trail rides. I'm a serious trail rider, as you know, because I've mentioned uh, in our former uh, podcast about the Chief Joseph trail ride that I ride right. on. Mm -hmm. And then the horses also compete in horse shows. And then they're, they're, so, they're so broke and, and enjoy doing everything. that That's what makes them such good mounts for out-of-towners that come to visit the Sequoias. Oh, I love wow. this because that means mm. that the big blend concept applies to horses too, not just people. Because we talk about, we're, you know, we realize that, you know, that when we started our magazine way back when, over 20, what, 23 years ago in San Diego, we're like, we were called the blend magazine and people are like, do you really need another magazine? We're like, yeah, because you're not covering half of the things that should be. Uh, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like travel and stuff like that. And, you know, mm -hmm. now look at us now, it's like national and international, but it, and right. it was because it was like, hey, you know, someone who's reading about gardening is probably interested in nature. Uh, if someone's interested mm -hmm. in nature, they're probably got some kind of interest in history. You know, so it keeps going like, you know, right. and why box right. ourselves up to only this? And so the concept, and we're still here, you know, that's what I want to say. The mm -hmm. concept is winning. But I think, you know, now we've got to the point is like Viva Variety, uh, that is the spice that brings quality mm -hmm. to life. And well, of course it is. It's, yeah, I mean, yeah. you may just like country western music, but once in a while you need to hear some classical, some rock, just so that you know there's something different out there in your world. Yeah. You know, why, why put blinders on? 
You know, yes. this world it offers so much. You know, we need to see everything and taste it and experience it. And then you can go back to your favorites if you want. But that's what makes well-rounded people as well. Mm. And definitely in the animal world, um, you know, if yes. animals are sheltered all the time, and then something in, in their world comes along, they're going to be frightened. They're not going to understand it. So oh. my, my, actually, my philosophy is exposing my horses to a multiplicity of things that actually might be frightening to any other horse that hasn't been exposed to that. It's almost like police training. Mm -hmm. We have many, many obstacles here. We have different arenas that we train our horses with. Um, you know, actually, my, my, if you've seen my property, my property actually has a main road that goes down the center of it. I've got yeah. two arenas that are on the road. You've got big trucks that go by. I've got neighbors that honk. And I've had people say, oh, aren't you afraid if your neighbors honk the horn when they're going by? I said, heavens no. I want my horse to hear all that honking. I want them comfortable with all that honking. So it's just, um, you, you know, you're just well-rounded horses and well-rounded people the bottom line yeah okay so i want to touch on the chief joseph trail ride this is such a special special uh event it's a progressive trail ride what 13 year prog progressive trail ride and uh it traces the uh you know the steps of chief joseph and the nez purse uh you know fleeing the u.s cavalry and um, mm -hmm. I know we've made a video. We've got all these things. We've done these conversations. Oh, yes, the videos are wonderful. Yeah. You know, all of that. You know, it's just like, wow, you know, these conversations over the years. And uh, anyone doing the trail ride has to be on an Appaloosa. So I want to talk about the Appaloosa because, you know, we're doing the horses across America. And I want to talk about the American connection with the Appaloosa. But you taking mm -hmm. your horses, and I know you've, you've now swapped mounts, right? Um, you know, because now it's progressing in years. And you're on it for yes. the second time. Yes, I've completed, I completed the 1,300 miles, uh, which takes us 13 years. We do 100 miles every year. Oh. And I completed wow. that in, in um, uh, three years ago with yeah. the same horse. Mm -hmm. uh, my horse's name is Dollar. That's your stable name. Beautiful and we completed Dollar. that 1,300 miles together and finished that. And now she's in oh. her 20s. And so she is semi-retired uh, from that ride. It's a very difficult ride. Um, and she was just amazing and handled everything that was thrown at us and, and all the challenges. And now I'm, I've gone back and started the ride over again in, two, in um, three years ago. Yeah. And now I'm riding her half-brother. His name is Buckley. And he's uh, following in her hoofprints. He's doing a great job handling all of the activity and the challenges of this ride. And he's just an amazing horse. Plus, I'm also showing him. So here we go again with the well-rounded horse. Oh. He, I am competing with him, and um, he's doing very, very well. Won some major championships last year for his first year out, and he's still going to be on that Chief Joseph trail ride. I'm stealing that oh. from now on. Anybody asks about the blend, I'm just saying, we're well-rounded. Look at, I'll just show you my butt. <laughs> yes. If anybody asks about you, I'll just say you're following in my hoof print. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. There yeah. you go. Yeah. That's well, right. This, this that's spirit right. of the yeah. horse, because horses, to me, symbolize freedom, but when you go on these trail rides, going on that, being well-rounded, and do do you sense from the horse that, like, you're looking at it, this magnificent scenery from what I've seen on the images, and uh, and we're still going to try and make this at some point in our lifestyle. I hope so. Don't oh, I hope meet so. You somewhere. Um, I hope so. That scenery and some of the parts of the trail is just, you know, and I, I is funny. We just did an interview on Hell's Canyon National Recreation Area, and I realized. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, in Idaho. You, yes. Yeah, you went through there. And I'm like, oh, yes, we cow. did. 
you know, they went to Hell's Canyon. <laughs> that's why they call it, that's why they call it Hell's Canyon. I know. Yeah, something. I was like, yeah. oh my God, they went Beautiful. there. But um, do the horses react to the scenery? I know there, there's the survivalist mode that happens with the horse, the safety. They're trained with that part, but there's that survivalist and knowing what they're doing. But do you see them looking out like in a sense of wonder of where they are and like actually taking it in and enjoying the view like you do? You know, I have to be real honest with you, and that's the way that I am, is in order to even approach a ride like this and, and have your horse seen Hell's Canyon or anything else um, that's mag magnificent and majestic in our world out there, you need to have preparation for that. You really just can't all of a sudden take your horse that you've been showing and say, I want to go do this trail ride and try to uh, put your horse in that situation of having 4,500 foot drops or bogs that, uh, that go mm. up to their belly and up to their necks um, and, and treacherous things that happen on this ride without preparation. So you really need to have a good mount that has a good mind that is well-rounded really prior to going on this ride. Then you can attempt something mm. like this. And that's what's going to make it enjoyable for you and safe for you and your horse. Um, and then the horse can enjoy it. We don't want the horse going out and seeing that 4,500 foot drop and being frightened of that. He yeah. needs to be prepared for that. And so does the rider as well. But uh, yeah. they, do take in, they do take in their uh, surroundings. And, mm. and I'm sure that they're, they're sizing it up and they're looking at it. And they have, yes, a, a, a sense of self-preservation. And... Um, you know, they can handle things. They're, you know, they're, these are animals that are designed to, to go over mountains and over rocks and through streams and through things like this. But now they have to do it, uh, and, and not just in the natural sense, but they have to do it with a rider on their back. So yeah. the more educated and the more comfortable that rider is, that's where the team effort comes in and the partnership comes in is to be able to handle those two things together. And you don't speak yeah. the same language, but you find your own language. You know, we learn each other's language. Lisa, mm -hmm. that's the bottom line to that as well is, yes, they have body language. They have ways of communicating with each other and they use that to communicate with us. And if we are smart enough human beings, Reach new career heights with University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business. Flexible MBA and MS options. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired, fearless, unstoppable. Advocate for those who need support and make a difference in your community. Earn a Bachelor of Social Work from Grand Canyon University. GCU is a premier private Christian university offering online social work programs with affordable tuition and personalized support. In addition, you can earn your Master of Social Work by completing the Bachelor of Social Work plus just one additional year instead of two. Find your purpose. Visit gcu.edu slash social work to learn more take the time to learn that once we learn their language then we can offer our language in association with what they're telling us that we can tell them they can absorb it and that again is where the partnership comes in there you know i think they're really really intelligent animals and it really makes me mad when i hear people say that the horses and dogs are dumb but cats are smart you know and i really think <laughs> well cats, I really are, smart. <laughs> cats are cats are badass <laughs> Sorry, you know, if anybody, if anybody wants to look smart. in the encyclopedia, you're going to see, and I did this a long time ago when I was a mm -hmm. kid, I looked in the encyclopedia and horses and they showed the top 10 intelligent animals. And really uh, the pig was, I think on the top of the list, mm -hmm. the pig and the dog yeah. and then the cat, the horse was number 10. 
So the horse has some intelligence, but they're not as intelligent as a dog or a cat. I wonder but if they, they know that. Have, I wonder if they, but they have such that. heart. Yeah. They have, well, they have such heart for learning. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, you just have to be able to be patient enough to, le- again, learn their language, they learn ours, and then this partnership is just developed and it's beautiful. So it takes really patience with one, an animal like that that might be not as easy to train or as smart or as quick to learn as a dog. Now, we can train dogs. All of us know that. We definitely can't train cats. So no, cats are the like, ones that are a little bit smarter because they, they, have, they have their own agenda. They just look <laughs> yeah, but it's, uh, they look at dogs, you like, we can you train. what? Yeah, dogs are like, can I help you? Okay, I'll do it. Yeah. And the cats are yeah. like, are you kidding me? What do you think yeah, I am? Yeah, yeah. And then I'll the horses like are... call your people. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and then, yeah, and the horses are in the middle. Okay, uh, that could be yeah. fun, so I might want to do it. But I, I don't yeah, think, well, you know, I don't know how they decide, you know, intelligence in the animal, you know. I don't know how they, they color oh, tests. There's a the scientists have done lots of tests. They know yeah. they can train horses to pick colors and numbers and things like that. Part mm-hmm. of that is repetition and training any animal. It's, it's repetition, yeah. but you need to do it with kindness and patience. That's Absolutely. really the bottom line. Mm. And I wish more people yeah. would do that with people. <laughs> I yeah. wish more humans would do that with other humans, but you know, yeah. I'm, I'm with yeah. you on that. I'm with, Christy, I'd like to sign some people up for training. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, this is something that I, you know, I've seen how horses have helped inmates in prisons and, you know, there's that whole program and uh, horses uh, working with uh, disabled children, autistic children. Mm -hmm. um, Right. Oh, yeah. Really healing. So there's this healing power of horses. Have you had people come in that are scared? Because I know that, you know, this Mm -hmm. year on the tour, 2000, everyone were recording this at the very end of 2019 and you're hearing it in 2020. But uh, this year I was thinking about all of the experiences we've had with horses. And uh, there's times when, you, when we were staying at a friend's place in Colorado, there were horses in the back of her property and they'd come oh, up that was parrots. So cool. And, you know, but they would, they would rush you. And so like you, you needed to back <laughs> off, but they really wanted the carrot. And then I'm like, Rem- trying to remember, you know, hold, hold your hand, your palm flat and flat. all that. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and then there's that, there's that little bit of fear that goes through you because you haven't been around a horse because, you know, when you're around horses a lot, you get to understand their body, you're in sync, you know, mm-hmm. you can tell mm-hmm. and you right. can get kicked and it not, not for a reason. If you, if you're in the way, you know, there's stuff. Um, so there's that fear that comes in your backbone, like, you know, <laughs> be careful and that, you know, right. step back if you are uncomfortable um, mm-hmm. so I know animals sense when you're uncomfortable or uncertain or fearful. And I know that, you know, people for the first time can really love a horse, but also be scared. Do you handle that with, um, your classes or people coming in for trail rides? Uh, what happens in that circumstance? Well, we had, matter of fact, we had a lady yesterday that came, she was from, uh, from Georgia had never, never been on a horse before. And it's something mm. that they uh, wanted to do is go out for a trail ride. I ca- actually, I kind of admire people that have never done something like that and want to do it the first time without really taking instruction first, just thinking they can jump on a horse and go. But our policy of course, is to give instruction first, because it's again, protection for them, uh, protection for our horses. And the more knowledge you have, the safer you're going to be. And then the more fun you're going to have. But she was frightened in the, in the beginning, just saying, I think maybe I should just stay in the arena and not go outside. And I said, well, let's, let's work on the, the exercises that we do in, in this arena to show you how you can guide this horse and how you actually can become the team captain. It's really, it's one thing to have a partnership. Uh, you know, I always have my partnership with my horses, 
but there's always got to be a leader in that mm. partnership. There needs mm. to be a team captain. And that's what we need to do is show people how to guide these horses. And actually a horse loves having somebody on their back that knows what they're doing. Mm. And they have a certain level of training. And if you can get up to that level and slightly above it, hopefully a little more above it, but if you can get above it, they are going to respect you and give you the best ride of your life. Um, and so she ended up uh, without 10 minutes in the arena. She was comfortable and she enjoyed her trail ride with me. She had a great time. Wow. That is that part of, I, I love that you put people in the arena first. It's like, mm-hmm. you kind of feel comfortable because like you say, there's that road and then you're like, okay, I can handle this now. Everybody calms their blood pressure down the beating heart. Everybody <laughs> just calms down. Mm-hmm. The horse is you yeah. know, familiar in that arena. So I love that part. I do want to go back to the Appaloosa part because you know, with what we're doing on the tour, you know, Nancy and I thinking back, oh my, you know, how many places have we been where there's trails, um, you know, a lot of our Mm -hmm. public lands have uh, trail ride destinations where, you you know, people come in with, there's like group, Saguaro National Park, where we, you know, right, was outside our doorstep when we lived in Tucson before we took on the road. Um, There's this one area that is a horse parking area. There's a picnic site and it's where the horse, you know, this is designated for the, you know, people with their um, Mm -hmm. trailers and everything. It's like a group site for the horses. And they Mm -hmm. have places where you can rope your horse and, you know, tie them up. That sounds bad. Mm -hmm. You you know, tie them up to a pole. (laughs) Tether. There's there's places to tether your horse and either corral. That sounds really bad. You know, 50 shades of tie. I knew what you meant. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so that was their designated area. And granted, it was small, but it was even on a road uh, because it goes through pictured rocks. There's this little seclusion Mm -hmm. thing. And you can go if you're not, you know, a horse person. But it was really Mm -hmm. cool Mm -hmm. uh, because they have little shaded areas. And I'm like, okay, there's all of these spots. And now, you know with you sending us on this horse assignment my mind is like oh my gosh there's all these statues some of I would say just about every public art place has statues or murals a lot of statues bronze statues or sculptures of horses showing what horses Mm -hmm. have carried people throughout history through war through migration routes I mean it's pretty that's right incredible so I mean, mm-hmm. it's the horses are really part of our makeup. But then I'm thinking horses across America. And when you do the uh, Appaloosa Trail Ride on the Chief Joseph Trail Ride, it, it's through the Appaloosa uh, Club Association. Mm-hmm. And you have to be on an Appaloosa. And that's because of, you know, Chief Joseph, that was their horse. But so when you think yeah. about horses across America, would, is the Appaloosa, would that be one of the first horses that come to mind when you think of American horse? Oh, well, there's many, there's many American breeds. Um, the Appaloosa was, was uh, primarily for the, uh, the Nez Perce tribe is the tribe that developed the Appaloosa horse. Um, but then there was other tribes on the plains that had uh, paints and pintos and, um, you mm. know, there were different colored horses and different breeds and types of horses um, that many of the different uh, Native American tribes um, adopted or captured and learned to, to ride and train. Um, so it's not just exclusive to the Appaloosa. That's just one region of, of Washington and Oregon mm. where the uh, Appaloosa horse. Remember, okay. Lewis and Clark first spotted them mm. in 1805 when the Nez Perce actually brought them in and, and fed them and gave them food when they were uh, pretty much out of supplies. And the Nez Perce took them in and were friendly and, and took care of them. And that's when Lewis and Clark wrote in their journals that they saw these beautiful spotted horses that the Nez Perce had. And uh, that was in the Palouse region. Um, 
of Washington, and that's what that's how that name got started. They said there's when Louisa Clark wrote it. They said they they referred to them as a Palouse horse. There are those Palouse horses because of that region and that river, and then the uh, name eventually uh, evolved into being Appaloosa. Wow, hmm. wow, who knew? And cool. the Lewis and Clark National Historic Trail. That's a trail that we follow on the on the park on our Love Your Park store. Yes, that's one of the main. Yes. Uh, and it collides in with the ice. Ice Age Trail, which is crazy, when all the ice shifted down way back when. So that's kind of wow. cool. Um, one of our story assignments, uh, the Yarrington Inn in Yarrington, Nevada. Yarrington Inn is uh, off of the Pony Express Trail and the California National Historic Trail and also the Overland Trail. And so they mm. sent us on this. So this 2020, this year, this, we're, we're really right here. So I'm just going to say this year for 2020. Um, we're following as much of the Pony Express Trail as we can. We're going to try and do it across, you know, but you know how travel goes. Mm -hmm. But we're going to be doing mm -hmm. that. And I was thinking about this. Nancy, you'd, you'd written the story about Pony Bob Haslam, who right. made the fastest trail ride, uh, Pony Express ride. He delivered the Gettysburg Address through the Pony Express for Lincoln. <laughs> Um, you know, oh and, you know, he, he's talking, I mean, yeah, he's he, good, he, he is an incredible, <laughs> was an incredible man who, you know, all these things happened. He did the fastest one and also one, one of the most dangerous rides and, mm -hmm. um, and where, and everybody else chickened out and they're like, we're not doing it. He's like, I'm doing it. So I'm wondering, <laughs> I'm going to have to now do, cause now the Pony Express, the Pony Express, I wondered if they were really ponies. I'm going to have to go look up course history on if they used a specific breed, I wondered. To, um, I don't know if they did. And I think it was a general term in those days, just that you, yeah. ride, you would ride your pony. That was just something that I think was a general term. But um, yeah. well, I haven't researched them. that to know for sure. I doubt yeah. they were ponies. I don't think they were that small. Yeah. They probably wouldn't have traveled as quickly if they had been a smaller um, statured horse um, wow. to cover but the they ground called that them they did. And they called them well, yeah, there's a lot of different types of breeds of Mustang as well. So it just depends mm. on what they use. I mean, the thoroughbreds are also very lean and quick. So they might have used some Eastern uh, bred thoroughbred type horses, at least to start out from the East Coast. Maybe, and of course, they, they didn't ride the same horse. You know, they went through the, the, the uh, Pony Express mm. um, stage, yeah. stage stops, basically, is where they picked up the mail and they kept on going. So they, yeah. they got fresher horses each time. So who knows exactly what type of horse they were riding each mm -hmm. time or or maybe a horse that was more indigenous to that area who knows you have that's something we need to research huh yeah I'm, i think you're going to be being called on the pony express <laughs> trail <We're gonna> be <laughs> christy we take a look at this horse what do you think it is you know well there's horses. i'm more than happy to evaluate it for it. it's one of the things i do is my other job is, is being a horse show judge that's what i do for the other part of my living is evaluating horses so that's okay. So that's interesting because you work with seven breed associations. So I know you travel the world. So this isn't uh, just America. You travel, and so you go out and you judge. Do you like so when there's like you know there's the show jumping and things like that? You'll go and judge the show jumping and and that kind of thing. Yeah. So if you're if you're a carded judge with let's say a particular association, and we'll use the Appaloosa Association as one of them. Um, um, when you go to judge an Appaloosa show, actually the Appaloosa horse and most of the horses that I judge too, like paints and pinos and um, the different breeds, even mules, are very versatile animals. And these and people that own these animals love to ride them in a multiplicity of events. So you can actually mm -hmm. go to an Appaloosa show one weekend. You're going to see Western competitors uh, doing obstacles, doing raining. Uh, then you will have a day that's just all English where they are they're jumped. Uh, they're even driven in carts. 
there's just a lot of different uh, events. And so as a judge, you actually have to know all those events within that breed for that weekend in order to wow. uh, judge them correctly. Hmm. So what happens, like, I know that you work with in English and Western uh, riding. Yes. Do you ever get mm -hmm. someone from England that comes on and says, you know, comes on and says, I'm going to do a trail riding. It's like trot on, you know, because I remember that up, down, up, down, and you must trot. And then have That's called, okay, so, so let me educate you a little bit. We mentioned that earlier in, the, in, this, in our uh, starting of our program, yeah. you mentioned about the up and down. That's called posting. Okay. That's what English oh. riders do because they're riding at more of an extended trot, and that's really the best and comfortable way to ride an extended trot. You're going to be covering some ground. Let's say you're going to go ride to the hounds, by the way, which I do. I, I have joined mm -hmm. the hunt club this year. And, and when your horse is trotting out like that, that's really the only way that you're going to ride an extended trot and cover some ground is by posting. Um, you can post in a Western saddle. No one says you can't. I mean, if your horse is in an extended trot, you might want to because it might be more comfortable for you. But uh, the, Western, the Western style of riding is to sit, that, sit a slower and more collected trot where you can post the more extended what's um, trot. What's the you can't put you, you can't put your arm up like um, like a cowboy. They won't let you if you're trotting. We know because we had Nancy. <laughs> no, but we took our horses and in. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, in South Africa, and we entered a competition, which was really hysterical oh. because yeah, we did. And we trained okay. for it, and the judge, her name was Sheena, and I mean, I didn't know all the rules of, of competition, oh. but I knew that mm -hmm. my horse could jump, and he, and he would jump. Sir, he, he was part yeah, cart he, horse, yeah. okay. cart horse. He was, no, he was crazy, wow. and he could jump mm -hmm. anything. I mean, he jumped the whole canal once. I was like, uh-oh, I'm in oh trouble with goodness. this horse. And oh, so he should have been in the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, he was he was good, and he was 26 years old when I got him. Oh, what part? He That's was, wonderful. He was a cart horse. He was mm -hmm. like a half Clydesdale and, and half thoroughbred, and he was jet black and was beautiful. But he was mm -hmm. like the boss. I had no control, I have to admit. And when I entered him in this competition... <laughs> I talked to him because that's how I rode him as I talked to mm -hmm. him. And so I really, mm -hmm. I'd really appreciate it if you'd turn right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so during the competition, the judge was like, you're not allowed to talk. Oh, so that was dressage. The dressage. Yeah. Dressage yeah. And happen. then when we had this jump to do for balance, I mm -hmm. put my right hand mm -hmm. up and she was all like, you're not a cowboy. <laughs> you're like, I'm American, I can do well, what I want. That, that's how Nancy went around Africa. I'm American, oh I can dear. do what I want. That didn't always serve. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, this is hysterical. Oh. So well, here, here's, a little bit of, here's a little bit of common sense and advice that really should, <laughs> that people are interested. Uh -oh. Seriously, are interested in competing, it's good to get a rule book for the association that is, is, is sponsorship or putting on the horse show. So that so that the judge won't have to yell at you and saying put your hand down and um, um, and you're not allowed to talk to your horse. I mean there are there are some rules and we all follow those rules as a judge. I need to follow that rule book as well. Yeah. And there is and there is protocol and actually the protocol is showing respect for the association for the breed and for the judge and all that sorts of things. I'm sure you had a lot of fun, but oh, uh, at least she was at least she was educating you a little bit, saying you really can't do this. You really can't do this. No, she she afterwards said don't do it again. 
until you read. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's exactly. Well, you know what? What was interesting, you know, Surtees, Surtees, Nancy's horse. It was Flemish cart horse. That's what he was. Yeah, thoroughbred Flemish yeah. cart horse, and beautiful, just beautiful, shiny black. Just you know, those mm. big, the big hair around his hooves. You know, just big. You know, he's yeah. a big boy. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. he, we had the paddock all set up with the horse jumps and everything for you know training. Mm-hmm. He would go jump them for fun, and he loved it. Yeah. Oh you my know, gosh. And oh he my would, gosh. He, I would love was, to ride a horse like that. He was oh, and he magic. backwards. But I think he held my my horse, which was I think she was a beautiful dun cinnabar cross pony cross. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know Arab. Mm-hmm. I think she was, and um, she got she was an abused animal uh, policeman mm-hmm. and had her before mm-hmm. beat her up in the po- like with on polo the polo yeah. stick and mm-hmm. anyway really horrible story but so you know we didn't know what we were doing and you know christy you were there if we'd known mm-hmm. you it would have been awesome but uh we you know nancy she was scared of anything yellow and um scared of the jumps mm-hmm. and everything but we would take mm-hmm. her up to the mm-hmm. jump let her sniff it out and mm-hmm. even the field you know whenever because of being on a poly, polo field and being used in polo mm-hmm. and being abused with a polo stick out there she was freaked uh, but we got her in yeah. surtees had this calming effect on her, I think. Oh, he did. Get out there, and I would ride her, and we just used carrots and love and talked, and eventually she uh-huh. did it. I rode her through a jump course in a, in a show, mm-hmm. and she made it. Oh, and that sweet. was all it was what it was about. It was just to do that. I rode her through dressage and dressed as a gypsy for a fancy dress thing, and she made it. <laughs> oh, my fancy gosh. Dress. fun. Yeah, but Great. that was the biggest thing. And I think there's that communication mm-hmm. that you're talking about is mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. that communication with the horse. And I think that's what's interesting on the uh, side of people doing trail rides that have never done it before. They, no matter what, you learn something about yourself. Yeah. You put yourself outside your mm-hmm. box. So now you have to trust your inner self, but you have learned another form of communication and, and observancy from doing it. Right. Yeah, right. I, I love that yeah. part of it. Yeah. Um, I wanted you know, to a lot talk- of my a lot of people thank me for that. By the way, they they thank me for the the education that they receive because sometimes they go ride on the beach in Cabo San Lucas somewhere and they just get thrown on a horse and all yeah, of a sudden the horses terrible. are running and they're hanging off the horse. It's scary. And yeah, the horses mm-hmm. do not look good out there. You know, we used to live in Mexico and it, I, some of the and and I'm sure there's wonderful places in Mexico, but some of the stuff we've seen where it wasn't too positive. So I'm just saying what we witnessed. And that's something to be aware of as a traveler is take a look. Do the horses look starving, right? Are there any pointers you can Mm -hmm. give for for people uh, traveling to do trail rides on that? Like what you should- Well, okay. So so if you go to somebody's website and you want to see what they offer, um, especially on my website, even if you just want a trail ride, if you want lessons, I have a resume there. So anybody can hang out a shingle and say they're a horse trainer. I think you need to ask for a resume. You need to ask for what they've done. If you say you want to claim your that you're a horse trainer. Long, so have, your resume is long, Your resume is like, know, dude, I'm like, I <laughs> Right, but that's what you should look for. You need somebody with some experience, somebody that's been down the road many times and, and has been experienced in many different aspects. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's good to look and see if they're what the background is. I guess there's some ratings. Sometimes you have to be careful with uh, some of the ratings that people give on some yeah. of these other websites that rate yeah. rate you because um, they can misjudge and not understand a lot of things. But you know, if if you have common sense, gosh, I hope everybody has some common sense. And the little red flag inside you should say, you know, 
this doesn't look right. I see some sharp objects nearby and maybe this horse is a little skinny and the horses are crabby yeah. and they're kicking at me. And you know what? My little red flag is waving inside me. I'm going to say, you know, I think I'll just try this another day. Thank you. It's just not for me today and be polite and thank them for the time and walk away. Um, but you know, if you search some websites, hopefully there'll be enough uh, pictures and reviews or resumes that you can see to, that you'll know it's a, an experienced uh, stable uh, experienced facility and you'll be in good hands. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Now, the other thing is you're the author of two books. You've got Your Best Horse Show, A Guide for Managers and Exhibitors. So Mm -hmm. uh, the exhibitors, is that the writers? <laughs> you know, like tell, tell Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm yes. exhibiting yeah, now. <laughs> those are the people, those are the people that are coming to the horse show to, to show off their horses and exhibit their horses. And yes, so I put some tips in there for exhibitors as well. Okay. And then the children's book, Ranger, the little horse with a big heart. Yeah, let's not quite, let's not just put a label on it as a children's book. It is actually a book for all ages. Okay. Um, so it's for, it's, I've had adult men read that book and thank me because they said, oh my gosh, now I know how a horse thinks. It's a very enjoyable story. It is oh, for cool. all ages. Yes. Hmm. Cool. And I everyone, like you can get uh, the books obviously on Amazon and all that, but I always go, go to the author's website, get it personally. Yes. Um, you know, yep. and let's keep mm -hmm. America like the, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit flowing. Uh, go to WDN horse.com and you can get christy's books there learn more about the trail rides and uh, also her services as you know in what she does in regards to uh, being a judge and also a trainer uh, but also you have some cool gifts on there which i didn't know like you have uh you know salt and pepper shaker holders wine holders excuse me <laughs> yeah <laughs> so here you are here we this are in a important. situation at a stable where we have anywhere from 10 to 15 horses here and every six weeks they get new shoes so my job, whether I like it or not, but I really love it, is going out and riding those horses hard and wearing those shoes out. So when those shoes are then taken off the horses, my husband's come up with a great idea and he's a good welder that he's taking those, taken those horseshoes and has created some beautiful uh, wine holders, salt and pepper shakers, cool. boot pullers, uh, hat racks. Um, gee, guitar holders, toilet paper oh, holders, cool. paper towel holders. I mean, he's done everything with those horseshoes. So That's we awesome. have a partnership. I wear out the horseshoes. He takes them and makes art out of them. <laughs> and they're good luck. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They are good luck. So and everybody should get some. What What's That's the great. one thing you have for show jumping where it's it's kind of looks like a little blanket that goes over the poles of, of a jump? Okay. Well, that's that's called the jumping trail. And of course, my business is called Wooden Horse. So there's an N in the middle of that because what it is, it's uh, actually a heavy duty vinyl banner that has very vibrant colors on one side and a picture of a, of a mountain stream on the other. Mm -hmm. And the idea of that is to place that actually over a pole near a jump so that your horse will get desensitized to different colors and oh. um and different and different visual aids to make them jump a little better in the show arena when you get to a horse show it's also it was also designed so that you could fold it up and take it with you because when we go to horse shows sometimes we don't have um many jumps that we can practice on before we go in and compete and this mm -hmm. gives you that versatility of having a different design on either side to really make your horse look and get them warmed up and jumping well enough to get ready for your class to compete. 
So it also then can be all put on the ground and you can walk your horse over it. So the horse is going to see these vibrant colors and these different pictures. And it helps them when we enter in a trail class where we actually mm -hmm. ride our horses over different obstacles through different um, things. And it's mm -hmm. been used, uh, actually the Miniature Horse Association used it at their world show for a couple of years because their little miniatures that they drive in carts had to drive over this banner. And so they just, uh, you just getting your horse well-trained to accept yeah. um, anything you ask it to do. Wow. Yeah, I remember riding Surtees and we had banana fields all around us. And when the bananas were ripening at a certain stage, the farmers would cover them with bright blue plastic bags. So ah, we had yeah. those trails right through the, the farm and they didn't mind that you rode your horse there. They actually liked it mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it kept people from taking bananas without paying. <laughs> you're right through the banana fields and the trees, trees there and then one mm -hmm. day they cover all the, the clumps of banana um, mm -hmm. with bright blue plastic bags and the horses went crazy they they did, they bucked they shied away sure. from they, well, sure. that, they sure. were like hey wait a minute I've done this for months and all yeah. of a sudden and you know, were mm -hmm. like what the heck but it, it was so funny you're like okay gotta like show gotta them a plastic bag a few times <laughs> Yeah, you know? yep. so something new. If my horse spooks from something that's new, I go home and believe me, they live with that new item for a month. They're going to uh, get comfortable yeah. with blue bags and blowing mm -hmm. in the wind. And, and you just, again, you need to desensitize your horse as much as you can, expose them to everything so that mm. they'll be a, a very well-rounded horse. Oh, we're back to the well-rounded. And speaking of that, you know, <laughs> going through this, you have uh, camps that you do, horse camps. You have one in spring, uh, April 14th through yep. 17th, and one in summer, July 13th through 16th. So people, I mean, this is, you're in mm -hmm. the Sequoia country, the land of the giant Sequoia trees. Awesome. It's beautiful, central California, easy to get to from LA or the Bay Area. Uh, just, and Three Rivers is just one of my most favorite places. Oh, so I mean, it's, it's mm. just the coolest community. There's art, there's music going on, festivals and beautiful rivers and mm -hmm. you've got the park and nature. So uh, it, talk about trail rides, that's like magic. Um, but mm -hmm. these horse camps, are is this mostly for the local area or do you get people coming in and age? Oh, no, no. What's, what's wonderful is we have, some, we have some RV parks here in Three Rivers. So actually we've had people uh, come up from Los Angeles and they, they will camp. Uh, the RV park is up the road for me. It's called Sequoia RV. And you um, can camp up there and then they come down and, and experience the horse camp for four days. Horse camp is usually four days in a row for two and a half hours each day. And it's called an introduction to horses. It is geared for the beginner and it's for ages seven to 77. So we open wow. it up for everybody. Oh, so we can come. And we've, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So we've had some grandmothers take it with their grandsons. You've had a, a mother and father take it with their son. It was, it's just a wonderful uh, introduction to horses. And for people that aren't around horses a lot, it's a great place to start to know whether or not you really are going to be interested in caring for this animal and understanding this animal. It's a good place to start, plus, you know, beginning lessons as well. Um, so then you can decide whether or not you want to take on that responsibility mm. of actually owning your own horse. Yeah, because it's a huge responsibility. And yeah, it, it's, mm. it, and yeah, it's, a, it's, it, there's a financial investment, a time investment too. Sure. You can't just go, I got a horse and I'll look at it once a year. You know, that's not yeah. a, that's not how you do. That's I mean, no, not you, fair you, to the horse. Yeah. It, the horse loves being ridden. They want to be used. Yes. You need to go out and ride a horse. You just don't 
Yeah, it's um, like you got to walk your dog. You know, you can't keep your dog in the backyard right. all tethered up. Tethered. It's my new word right. of the day. Right. Tethered. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but these events that you have, I think, are great. Um, and at the same time, you have this uh, yard sale fundraiser coming up May one through third, um, and also uh, a Christmas tree auction, a car wash fundraiser in July, Christmas tree auction uh, in November. Uh, these fundraisers that you're doing is something dear to our hearts. We've done a, a segment on this. We have a t-shirt in support of this uh, that we've created, and it's all about uh, the all-terrain wheelchair fundraising program, right? That's right. We, uh, uh, we picked a charity here for the, for the Wooden Horse Training Stables to support our wounded veterans that have come back from um, giving um, giving a lot yeah. to be on the front mm -hmm. lines to keep us safe so that we can pursue our dreams. And so uh, I got wrapped up into seeing this all-terrain wheelchair, it's called a track chair, that will actually help a veteran who has been very active before and possibly managing 20 acres of his oranges or being an avid hunter, and he can no longer do that uh, because he might be missing some limbs and just whatever the situation might be. Um, there's a, a charity called the Independence Fund back in South Carolina, and they actually uh, provide these track chairs and even some uh, bicycles and other sporting equipment for um, disabled veterans. And my heart was in um, the track chair. I just thought this is something big and, and mm -hmm. it needs to be supported. And so the track chairs are $16,000. Wow. And um, that's what my fundraisers are for. Every fundraiser we have here, like the yard sale, the car wash, and the Christmas tree auction, all of that money, 100% of that goes to the track chair. And we've actually given one away. Last year in December of 2018, we presented a veteran from Los Angeles with a track chair. And so now I'm on my second uh, track chair. I'm on my second campaign to raise that money and already about halfway there right now just in cool. one year. So I'm cutting, uh, it took me four years to raise the other 15,000 or 16,000. And now I hope to cut that in half. So yeah, I, uh, I am available. What, yeah. yeah, know what it's all about. And I am available to speak to service clubs, anybody that wants to um, make a tax deductible donation to a charity like this will get actually a tax deductible uh, receipt and donation for giving money. Um, but uh, the yard sale, of course, are just, you know, knickknacks and things like that. And people who want to clean out their closets can certainly send us things and we'll pick them up. And we have a big yard sale to help, uh, again, go towards the money towards that track chair. I love it. I, cool. You know, and that's the other thing, too, you know, just, you know, I, I was um, tapping up something. It was about it was a hiking trail or something and talking about that, like, you know, veterans and someone who has lost their limbs being able to go back on a trail, you know, just to be out in nature right. again is so important. Right. You know, I know in the Sequoias, yeah. you have big, you have the Big Trees Trail in the Sequoia National Park, mm -hmm. which is uh, wheelchair accessible. If you have a stroller, you're mm -hmm. in a wheelchair. Um, you know, mm -hmm. that's what's beautiful about our national parks that there's pretty much always an accessible trail in some format. But a lot of the places like in your backyard or uh, if you can't get to a national park, you know, or something like that, um, to be mm -hmm. able to go just on your general trail. And, and I think I actually, I think it's, it was some, I saw someone, that, that's exactly what it was uh, on a trail like that. And I think it's, it's magical because when you are not connected with nature, a part of you really starts to, it, it, you have that nature deficit. You are not connected mm -hmm. anymore. And you, I just feel like 
you know, we're publishers, so we're always at our computers, even though we're traveling, going to parks. Mm -hmm. As soon as we're locked in our hotel rooms, doing the publishing side, the creative side is all joyous. But if we don't go outside mm -hmm. and connect with nature, you can literally feel yourself die. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. Right, right. You, you just, yes. You know, and your spirit, it's your mm -hmm. spirit. You need to feel that freedom. Mm -hmm. And I think it goes really well with what you do with the trail rides and uh, that mobility of what you're, you're doing in life with the horses mm -hmm. and uh, also mm -hmm. just sharing that symbol of the horse. Um, before we, we close the conversation with us doing this project, uh, Horses Across America. So what we're doing, everyone, we're going to be sharing stories in our magazines, uh, Parks and Travel magazine and Big Blend Radio and TV magazine. You'll see stories about horses or a statue and who's, who's in that statue? Who, what is this horse about? You know, um, trails, mm -hmm. all of that. But we're also going to be putting up a map, uh, nationalparktraveling.com, probably be there by the time this broadcast, where you can see uh, the different, anything to do with a horse and the places we've traveled to across the country. And of course, Christy will be on there. She's the first one on the map because that was our first real horse experience. But um, well, thank you. Start let's start on the west coast and work our way east. How's that? Yeah, east north, we went to east. Kentucky. Yeah. You know, we've we've been all mm -hmm. over. And it, to mm -hmm. me, though, um, when you think of horse across America, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? I mean, is it the wild horses? Is it you know show jumping? Is it a specific horse? When you think horses across America, what is American horse put together? To me, I see freedom. Nancy, what do you see when you think about horses in America? I, I think, I think like freedom, I agree with you that when they're running through water and their manes are flowing, they're happy little children and like, man, let's run as fast as we can right through this water. Yeah. That, that's freedom. Yeah. Like not a care in the world. I mean, we all know everybody has cares, even the horses. But at that moment, they're, they're living in that moment. Mm, that goes with one I of like our that. keys of excellence, our mm -hmm. eight keys of excellence. So, yeah, Christy, uh, for you, what, it, what does it say? Well, it's just a connection. You mm -hmm. know, again, connection of that horse. Horses connected to, um, to Mother Earth. That's what the Native Americans say. Yeah. And um, um, they are truly connected to the Earth. And so um, mm -hmm. they're enjoying their environment. They're safe in their environment. They're also alert in their environment but they're enjoying every minute of it. They really live in the moment. And um, I'm sure they enjoy their surroundings. That freedom that they have is just, uh, it's, a, it's peaceful. It's Very that peaceful spirit. for them. Yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah. And, and I want to, and one of the major things why I love about this assignment, and I think it really shows in the sculptures and the public art of the horse, is how mm -hmm. much horses have done for the human, you know, humans. Oh, um, yeah. When yeah. you talk about, you know, freedom, Horses have provided humans with freedom and migration routes, war, um, all of that. Well, it's how the West was won. It's how the West was won. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, they couldn't have come out. They couldn't come out West. I mean, Lois and Clark did it in, on foot, but in order for the manifest destiny, after the people that followed after them had to do it with horses. They had to pull the wagons. They had to yeah. carry mm -hmm. the, the riders, you know, they carried the Native Our Americans mail. in their life. Our mail. Yeah, that's right. And Our mail. Know, that they they don't call it horsepower for nothing. <laughs> that's right. They, they helped plow fields. They <laughs> well, were used it. to help plow I'm fields. Calling they, I'm calling yeah. it horsepower mm -hmm. across America. I'm changing well, the Well, yeah, title. but I mean, they've done it. They did everything. <laughs> they did everything. Horsepower. Horsepower. You know, they really did. Yeah, they, we couldn't they, have settled they, this country without horses. No way. Well, I was That's thinking right. about the mules too. And you, you mentioned mules. I know yeah, we have a friend, uh, mm -hmm. Karen, who, who does this mule ride every year, this big 
they, mm-hmm. like they go out there and do that kind of like what mm-hmm. you do with chief do- joseph but um the, mm-hmm. they're all on mules and i was thinking about right. the, the 49ers nancy didn't mm-hmm. they have used mules they out have in mules, Death Valley? Pack mule, pack yeah. mule. right that was just mm-hmm. outside yeah it's outside your that's your desert backyard right christy <laughs> death mm-hmm. valley in that area yes. so yeah. Right. Oh, wow. Amazing. Everyone, again, uh, you can follow the map story on nationalparktraveling.com or just go to loveyourparkstour.com as well. Uh, of course, keep up with Christy. Go to wdnhorse.com, stands for wooden horse. So wdnhorse.com. And uh, also keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. All our shows air Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. All kinds of outlets, so you can check it all out there. And we love to play music for our guests. And, of course, for you, the listener, thank you for joining us. Uh, Today's song is called Soaring because it's true. It's like, you know, to me, when you're on a horse, there's the giddy-up style, right? But there's also that movement of, like, you you feel like, and it's the closest, I would say, other than being in an airplane, and that's different because you're more connected with nature to me on a horse that you've thrown like a great soaring. word. Yeah. 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 Good word. Um, Good word, ladies. Yeah. I enjoyed every minute of it. Thank you so Thank much you. for having me back on. Thank you. Oh, and oh, here pardon. it is uh, soaring. This is from uh, the album images of winter by Evan Ozan, a NAMI award-winning uh, native American musician and flute player. So you can keep up with him at ozanmusic.com. Here it is soaring.
Thank you.